How you doing? My name is Vince Taglavia. I'm here with Jim Bob. This is Makes You Think, the show on the Red Pill Project where we discuss topics that make you think. Uh, anything and everything under the sun. We dabble in all of it. We unplug from the silliness of politics and all of that nonsense. And we dive into the things that interest us which are just endless across the board, whatever topic you could imagine from the mythical to the real to the science and nature to things like magic, vampirism, um, just cool facts and little things, you guys. It's really great. So if you guys like the, the shows here at the Red Pill Project, uh, Friday night we have Conversations on the Fringe where Josh has a similar show where he goes on to the fringe topics and gets esoteric and deep and has a lot of really great guests. Um, as well as our weekday news shows, please follow us and share the content with your friends. We greatly appreciate that. Um, Jim Bob Oval Shorts is here. He has his own podcast, Unconstitutional Awakening. You can find him at unconstitutionalawakening.com and everywhere such as Rumble and uh, Odyssey Facebook. And Odyssey. We're on, we're on Odyssey now. We're on BitChute and Brighteon. We're still loading on Brighteon. We're a little behind, but we're getting there. I didn't cool. tell you. I got um, rejected um, by band.video and was told I was too extreme. Uh, extreme. Yeah. Extremely yeah. entertaining. Oh uh, yeah, I wanted. I wanted. I tried to get my own channel over there. Like ever, you know. Band.video. Yeah, and I was told I'm too extreme for band.video. So, it's pro- probably all uh-huh. the probably all the nudity. It's, it's got to be, man. I mean, I've been doing these Playboy cover spreads, <laughs> and they're just they're just. Oh no. <laughs> Band.video, that's so odd. Of all places, right? Of all places. Holy smokes. It's tough out there in this uh, censored world. Tell you what. I, I, I don't think Alex, Alex liked the shot I took at him as well. Was. What? Who's Alex? Alex Jones. Oh! Founder of Band.video. <laughs> oh. oh no. Oh, that might have been it. That could be it. Um, we love Alex Jones. He's crazy and right <laughs> on a lot of stuff, but oh, no, he's such a he character. I'm not, saying he, I'm not saying he isn't. I was just like, mm, I had some, I had some discrepancies with him, and then That's now fine. all of a we've, sudden, we've been there. <laughs> I now, think now, now all of a sudden he's like, you can't, you can't be on this channel, and I was like, oh well, fine, God. I'll continue doing my own channel. What if that'd be cool if he actually saw it and was like, ah, somebody get rid of it. <laughs> Um, oh, tonight, well, it's all 
Tonight we're talking about um, magic and treasure hunting, angels and demons, and we have a bunch of old books that talk about magic. I want to thumb through one of them with Jim Bob in particular. It really piqued my interest. I haven't read the whole thing, but I thumbed through it, and uh, it's absolutely amazing and entertaining. So that's one of the last things we're going to look at, you guys. So uh, stick around for that. It's going to be it's going to it's going to fascinate you. It's going to make you think. And um, if you want to read the whole thing, I'll post it on the social red pill after the show. Everything that we're talking about is inspired by a YouTube video called Treasure Hunting with Demons. And it's a video by history. Oh, this guy, Mr. Mythos, I think is his name. I'm just trying to verify that. How do I? Yeah. Mr. Mythos on YouTube. He has a video called Treasure Hunting with Demons, and I listened I listened to it the other day, um, and I was like, holy smokes, we got to talk about this. And then I watched it again, and I took notes, so I'm kind of following his same kind of path, and he did a ton of really great research, so shout out to him. If you're not following Mr. Mythos on YouTube, go ahead and give him a follow or jot that down. Check him out, because if you like this, you're going to love his show. He does great productions over there, so shout out to him. <clears throat> and... Um, I can't wait to get through it. Let's check the chats real quick. Looks like we got Grandma Revolt, Grit, Summer, Black Jester, Enlightened Science, all the great people. Annie Bean, hi, welcome. RPG, Dave Beck, you guys rock. Thank you so much for coming in. I'm happy to see you all. If you're over there on Rumble, please hit that plus sign. And as we go through this, I want to know your opinions on what we talk about, especially as it comes to how we, what we discuss later about magic and angels and demons and these kinds of things. I want to know, do you believe in demons? Why do you believe in demons if you do? If you don't, let us know why as well. You know, I want to know all of it. I want to hear your experiences and all this. Um, Vader's over there gifting, gifting a cookie. He says, evening, Jim Bob and Vince. Thank Bob. you. Hey, Vader. Hope you're doing well. So, yeah, leave us comments. Let us know. And, of course, um, we're going to get right into it. And uh, we're going to start with a story. Um, yeah. So, I need to pull up my notes here. Um, let's start with the story because it just kind of opens up kind of the idea of what we're looking at, the time period. It sets the time, it sets kind of the mindset by the, behind these people, and um, it's fascinating and it's old, and I love it, so I want to share it with you all. Alright, so I'm going to share this so you can see as well and follow along, Jim Bob. And no echo allowed. Uh, might want to do that. So this is called Jenna Christmas Night Tragedy. Jenna Christmas Night Tragedy. So, uh, I want to apologize in advance for any mispronunciations that I have. I'm doing my best. This might, it might not be Jenna. It's J-E-N-A. I'm American. I'm going to pronounce it in my American way. So, in the Jenna, and this goes for a lot of these stuff. There's a lot of words in here that are very old-timey. There's words that are different uh, languages and this kind of thing. So, I'm going to do my best. Bear with me. And uh, let's get through it. It's going to be a lot of fun. So, the Jenna Christmas Night Tragedy. Um, in the Jenna Christmas Eve tragedy on Christmas Eve, 1715 is the year. Two treasure diggers and two guardians of the of the dead died after a necromancy. All right, real quick. 
so these treasure hunters are using necromancy to find treasure. This is actually something really common in the Middle Ages and hundreds of years ago. Thousands of people had this profession where they would summon demons or summon angels or what they think were angels. Some people say you think you're summoning an angel, it could be a demon. Demons are notoriously tricky. Um, and then you have things like the djinn who will grant you wishes in exchange for things that end up fucking you over. Um, all these amazing things. So this is what these people are. They're treasure hunters. And they use magic to do it. Um, they conjure spirits, which is fascinating. Do you believe in spirits, Jim Bob? Oh, man, I've seen I've definitely seen ghosts in my lifetime. So, yes, 100%. I do, too. I do, too. Man, spooky stuff. And, I, like with, and, like, with the summoning of the demons things and stuff and a lot of things that I've read, you know, people... I guess people misconstrue when you think of summoning a demon, you think of something that's kind of scary looking and in, mm -hmm. in the reality of it a demon or a djinn would show up to you more desirable than an angel would angels are freaky too because 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 they're so because the demons are so tricky you know they are going to show up as that oh, yeah. attractive opposite sex trying to offer you everything oh, yeah. you ever dreamed of and that's you know that's the one you got to look out for you know when you really look at like like biblical angels, they're giant eyeballs. Yeah, yeah. The descriptions of angels in the text that we have are just astonishingly terrifying. And I was doing a little bit of research, and Mr. Mythos actually has a show that's all about demons and angels. It's like an hour, an hour and a half, and he, I went and watched that one too because it related to this so much. And in that episode, he talks about Angel, about demons and angels not really having a gender and that they could manifest as incubuses or incubi in incubus and yeah. succubus which what they would do and this is how you would get these hybrids from angels or demons which a lot of people argue demons are just fallen angels is you'd have a demon come into being as a succubus take a man's sperm, a living human sperm, by seducing him, and then going and turning into an incubus and impregnating a woman to give birth to these hybrids or something crazy. It's crazy stuff. It's a crazy concept. But basically, I thought it was interesting that uh, the gender thing came into that, that aspect. I was like, what the hell? So there's a lot of forms. And also, demons. I was learning about the summoning of demons, and they say that when you summon a demon, it could appear to you, or it can just appear audit. It could talk to you. It can um, do all kinds of things, but it can physically manifest. And a lot of times, it can physically manifest in, as a frightening thing. But they some say that you could request that it takes on any form that you request, and they can do that as well. Interestingly enough. Or I'm sure they have the free will to do whatever they want. The idea being if demons are fallen angels, they just don't follow the rule or law or the word of God or the um, tasks God gives them. Instead, they're kind of independent. They do whatever the hell they want, and a lot of times they're very evil. They're like yeah, rogue, rogue angels. Yeah. And I heard that, too, when people would utilize summoning an angel to get this job done or any job done 
or you know they conjure up uh, i don't know if conjure is the right word for summoning an angel i guess maybe it is but a lot of times angels are harder to work with they're kind of um stubborn i guess is maybe a word is what i was reading interesting okay. yeah i mean i could, well i mean they 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 probably have like specific uh rules or whatever that they gotta follow and so they make it, it probably makes it difficult for you. Yeah, if you're just being greedy or whatever and you want to be strike it rich, they're gonna be like, why am I just gonna hand you riches, you know? You're on a journey, you need to learn, you need to whatever. Who knows what their line of thinking is but apparently it's not a cakewalk. I wouldn't recommend it, y'all. I'll say that right now. <laughs> I'm just putting notes in the chat here. Uh, to reference later um, <clears throat> so really interesting I'll get back to the story here in a second I just had to go on that tangent these guys are treasure hunters in the 1700s and it does not end well for them alright so let's learn more about that uh, oops what am I doing alright they're right here Oh, gosh. Okay, here we go. So, the following year, a dispute arose among scholars as to whether the deaths were due to the work of Satan, Satan or to smoke inhalation. <clears throat> Here's a copper engraving from the pamphlet True Opening of the Jenna Christmas Night Tragedy, published in 1716. So, a year later, they published this... Uh, ah, shoot, I can't make it larger. Uh, can I? This image here of them dead in this little tiny room. Oh, interesting. Yes. So, the tragedy. In the course of 1715, four men got together in Jena Georg Heichler, a tailor and owner of a vineyard, Hans Friedrich. Gesner, a shepherd from Dobritschen, Hans Zenner, a farmer, and the medical student Johann Gotthard Weber. Heichler believed that there was a treasure hidden in his vineyard. A sure indication of this is the white woman, a ghost that shows up there more off shows up there more often. Uh, I'm sorry, sorry. Yeah, a ghost that shows up there more often. Yeah, okay. He convinced the others that they only needed a spring root and a magic book, namely the Dr. Fastus's Infernal Compulsion, to summon the treasure-keeping spirits and raise them with their help. So this white woman is uh, kind of like a German myth or a German, uh, yeah, I guess myth or belief that this white ghost would appear. Um, that indicates a treasure is near. So this is uh, okay. a thing. Um, almost, almost like like your like medieval lady of the lake kind of maybe. Total, yeah. So on Christmas Eve at nine o'clock, the shepherd, the farmer, and the student went to the vineyard cottage. Uh, Heichler himself stayed at home. On site, Weber drew the Tetragrammaton as a magical seal with white lead over the door. Then the men entered. So this is the Tetragrammaton here, which is 
Um, this is an Espanol or something. Uh, can I not translate it? But I believe it's um, it's a, it's a, bi a biblical religious thing. It's um, representative representative of Yahweh, and it's kind of like I guess like some sort of blessing. I'm not sure, but I'm sure some of our listeners are probably like, ah, it's this, it's this, but that's what it is. It's kind of a pr protection spell, I suppose. Um, then, okay, the men entered. They prayed the Our Father prayer and drew a magic circle on the ceiling with the student's sword. To warm themselves in the bitterly cold night, they lit some charcoal, which they found in the house, in an open vessel. With this, the preparations were complete, completed, and the summoning could begin. They spoke the words Tetragrammaton, Adonai, Agla, Jehovah, and other names of gods, of God. They called Prince Ok from the Kingdom of the Sons three times and sent the spirit Nathaniel to their aid. At the end, Weber was supposed to recite the incantation from the Hollensvang three times. He only made one pass. Then he felt as if he were falling into a deep sleep. When Heichler went to his house the next day after the service, he found Weber passed out on the bench. The farmer and the shepherd were dead. The authorities had the students taken to an inn and ordered three guards to stay with the dead. These also kindled a coal fire. The following morning, two of them died. The surviving guard claimed that a ghost in the form of a boy had appeared to them rumbled in the house, and slammed the door with a loud bang. Everyone present, both the dead and those who had escaped, had red marks and marks on their bodies. A light, uh, And they just put a note here that a light red skin color is all often observed in carbon monoxide poisoning, but I've also heard them described as like red scratches or red marks. So I don't know if it was from poisoning or what, but... Um, the consequences. The deceased Hans Friedrich Gesner and Hans Zenner were buried January 11, 1716, under the Jena Gallows. His faculty issued a perpetual regulation to the student Weber. Schneider Heichler was expelled from the country for 10 years by the authorities, even after the judicial investigation was over. There was a disagreement about the cause of the, death, cause of the deaths. Even the medical professionals were divided into two camps. One led by Holly Dean Friedrich Hoffman discussed what they believed to be toxic effects of coal fumes. Others, according to the Jenna doctor Erdmann Friedrich and uh, Andre, pointed to the devil's pernicious influence. In local tradition, the Jenna Christmas Eve remained alive for so long that Ludwig Beckstein was able to include it in his German book of legends in the middle of the 19th century. Yeah, so um, maybe don't summon demons. <laughs> I mean, I was, I was watching these videos actually yeah. all day. It's been funny. I've been I've been coming across stuff about like different demon stuff and whatnot all day, and different like you know rituals and things like that. <clears throat> sure. There's one I seen this really cool one where somebody took a cell phone and they're trying to explain to you how a cell phone is nothing more than a black mirror, and a black mirror is used for uh, warlocks and witches to mm -hmm. view and speak with some of these demons we're speaking of. Mm -hmm. And this dude put a cell phone in a microwave and, like, you know, watched 
all the fun that happened with it and then went back and played it in slow motion and bro it looked like a demon yeah. raised out of that cell phone can you pull your like mic a little closer it looked like a demon raised out of that cell phone and was like screaming for help thank you it was it was quite wild actually that's creepy dude you gotta send me this stuff yeah, I'm, on, I, yeah I gotta, I'm trying to find it now as no we worries no worries yeah, even I later on my, uh, I was doing it on my phone um, well, that's two different areas no pressure no pressure hey so that's creepy as hell black mirror yeah dude what if our cell phones are just like this weird de- demonic device and I wonder like what if the world is plagued with demons and we don't even know it or just black magic just creepy things embedded in all kinds of things I think that probably, probably is quite close to the truth it's a, it, all right it's a 53 second video and i totally okay. found it right away have you ever considered okay so this is a weird thought and it's kind of on the fringe so you guys don't you know give me a break go, go easy on me i'm learning um <coughs> excuse me so okay i'm gonna get a little bit political you know how joe biden will like shake the air and like acknowledge nobody a lot what if he's like incredibly involved in ritualistic magic and just sees demons everywhere and he's acknowledging his creepy demons that only he could see <laughs> have you ever heard of somebody being able to see a demon and then like other people not i don't i yes. haven't you have yeah yes absolutely so absolutely. dude what if he has entities around him just like yes fuck everybody over <laughs> like he's like hey <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. You know? I just had that thought the other day because he shook the hand with nobody the other day. I was like, hmm, maybe there's something there. It's quite plausible. I mean, you, you figure you figure he really is always doing that. Like, I, I hate to jump into that aspect, too, but I think I've seen him do it several times now. And you're like, Who's, <laughs> who is he talking to? Yeah, dude. It might, it might just be a demon. His fucking, I don't know. There's liable to be a bunch following him around. Oh, yeah. And RM says babies do this, too. It's just so true. I've seen a lot of videos where a baby will be talking to an air vent. or like. Yeah. To, I was in the other room talking to uh, the old man or whatever. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, when, I, uh, when I was a kid, not long after my grandfather died, my little brother kept telling us that they seen him walking up and down the, uh, the hallway up in the upstairs house carrying his newspaper. Really? So that's that's pretty wild. I always thought that's amazing. And I mean, you know, I'm never gonna deny you know somebody else's point of view. And I mean, kids definitely can see things that we can't. I, I believe that. Yeah, I I think so too. I think they're more attuned to their the spirit world, if you will. Maybe other dimensions. Who knows? There's a lot of supporting stories. So just makes you think. Um, oh, did you send that? Thank you. I did. That's the link of the cell phone turning into a demon. It's like oh, a 53-second video. Okay, perfect. Let's watch it. Is there audio? Uh, yeah, there, you can hear the, the phone and stuff. It's, I don't know. It's, it's, it's pretty neat. It's pretty wild. Like it, And it's an older phone, but it still goes along with the, the talk subject. Uh, wait, what does this say? Do not attempt under any circumstances. Okay. 
so he's putting it in the microwave. Yeah, and this is this is an older video. For one minute. Clearly, look at that brick. So he puts his old brick phone in the microwave for one minute. Watch. What the hell? It's just sparking. Oh, it's smoking? Oh, and then it looks like a demon. Wait. It looks like something rising out of it. It looks like something crawling out of it. I watch right there. Oh. It's, it's clearly screaming. No. No, they added sound, but it looks like... Dude, if that's real... It looks real. like it's clearly screaming right there, like its mouth opens and everything. Oh, dude, it looks like a demon crawls out of this phone, like, as, like, black smoky creepiness. <gasps> okay, I have to exit out of that. That's creepy. And well, there's there's some there's a, there's some stuff out there. I encourage people to look at that. People are talking about these all um, cell phones having demons attached to them. Like this is this would be a great. This goes back into that black mirror thing, where it would be mm -hmm. an easy way for people of high power, high magic, to attach demons to black mirrors and send them out everywhere. Oh my gosh, dude. I think that might be fake, but that is creepy, and maybe there's some truth to it. Who knows? Holy mackerel. Damn. Good find. That's going to give me nightmares. It's, it's, it's <laughs> funny how you know you brought that up today, and like all day long I've just been kind of, between like TikTok and like thumbing around on Facebook and stuff like that, I've found multiple videos kind of relating back to people in like rituals and doing things with demons and selling their soul and stuff like that like it's, it's yeah it's quite interesting actually <laughs> very inter interesting holy crap um man that's creepy so treasure hunters utilized this a lot back in the day and it's interesting it was highly illegal to do this in most places which makes you think, why would it be illegal if it's if it's um, um, superstitious or whatever? A lot of people believe in this. In fact, probably most people, including royalty. Uh, a lot of royalty had hired these treasure hunters, and everybody pretty much ignored the law, which was basically created by the church, usually, that would say you cannot conjure demons to help you find treasure and this, these kinds of things. But everybody did it in these parties that would come together to go on these adventures and find these treasures or old manuscripts or old magical devices or whatever, so secret hidden ancient knowledge or tombs or whatever. They would always have a magician. Always. And they would carry around these spell books and do all these. King, I mean, kings and queens always had, a, you know, a wizard or a witch in their in their realm and stuff like Seriously. that. Like, I mean, it's a real it's a real common thing. Like throughout cultures throughout the world, like different different kings and emperors and rulers have had a magician at their side. Absolutely. Um, So, there's also, besides angels and demons, there's fairies and elementals and other types of things that people would utilize to help them in different situations. Elementals and fairies. Those are another interesting thing. Listen, um, fairies mess with me because I've messed with them before in the past. and I, I just wreck it. I just don't, listen, don't, don't 
don't mess with fairies. Leave them offerings and be nice to them because I'm gonna tell you they're real. I won't. I don't deny them at all. I think so. They will, they will steal things just to mess with you, and then make them make it reappear in a different place months down the road, and you're just like, I wasn't even here with this when I was looking for it. How did it get here? Oh <clears> shit, <throat> that's creepy. You gotta be careful what tree interview. Because I, okay, I started a war unintentionally because I cut down a cedar tree that I think they were living in. But now that I've, but in the five years that I've been here, now that I rebuilt them a little hut and stuff like that, and offered them peace offerings, they quit messing with. Me. Nice. So you can look at me as crazy as you want. No, dude, I I won't because who am I? I don't know. No, I'm just saying, like, all the, all the folks out there, I'm sure they're just like, what is this guy talking about? Fairies? No, dude, no. Yes, bro, fairies are real. They have they have stories, too. Um, holy crap. Yeah, don't do not do that. Damn, that's that's crazy. But I have an example here of, uh, so, of a royalty. So, there, I heard, according to Mr. Mythos over there on YouTube, he said that, uh... In the 16th century, Duke Frederick I of Württemberg was accused several times of kidnapping the King of Poland's favorite alchemist and treasure-hunting treasure magician. So they would literally kidnap each other's magicians and have them go out. And if you were a treasure hunter, you couldn't just go find treasure and keep it for yourself. That was illegal. You would be probably put to death. Whatever you found was property of the king. So you had to go and apply for a permit acquire that permit and give a portion of whatever you found to the royal family. Gotta pay your taxes. I mean, that's what it sounds like to me. <laughs> Those bastards have been doing it for decades. I mean, centuries. We still haven't learned. <laughs> um, although I think it's legal to conjure demons and search for treasure now. Without a permit. Not recommending it, but just saying. Um, monks and religious people were usually the most skilled at finding treasure because they were holy and usually skilled in conjuring up demons and helping and having uh, success at finding treasure. Um, so... They would, people would find themselves roaming through forests, caves, ruins, ancient ruins, old ruins, monasteries, castles. They would talk to people, hear rumors, all this kind of stuff to find treasures. Let's look at some of the treasures that were found recently. People still find treasure to this day because people have always buried their wealth. And it's not just... Oh, okay, we'll get back to that. It's not just... Um, people today that bury stuff you know before banks and whatnot everybody buried their wealth it was just a good way of keeping it safe nobody knew about it only you did and especially in times of war and this kind of thing um a lot of times that stuff would never be dug up or, or located so um these are some books here hold on let me see well, like, well, like, you know, you're like you're talking with that. Like, there's, look, there's still, um, man, there's still treasures out there from like Jesse James and like, yeah, like other cowboys and stuff here in the states and and 
man, yeah. there's, there's, and and then don't get me started on the ocean. Like, there's so much lost treasure at sea that, wow, like you know, there's just there there's treasures everywhere. You really can just look around. Even even at your local river, you'd be surprised at the the Native American treasures you can run across just just wandering around in the river. Seriously, and stuff. I think there's more treasure than anybody knows. Think about, especially when you start thinking about how old this land actually is and how how long people have been here. Um, yeah, when you look at the theory of like Tartaria and this kind of thing, how everything was just kind of melted and or flooded and hidden and stuff like that. And um, the more those rivers flow, the more they pull back. Which we're gonna have to do a show on that. I've been finding a lot of great information about that, and I've got, it's fascinating. I've got some. I got some guys to forward you to as well. They got some good information on them as well that I've made. Oh. Some, decent buddies with so we might be able to get them in with us on this or something alright alright um, this is a horde that was found uh, it's called the Staffordshire Horde and what is it um, oh I don't have a description of it when was this found the Staffordshire Horde come on the largest horde of Anglo-Saxon gold ever found and it was uh, explore the horde. Seventh century. It's old as heck. I'm not sure, but they can't even identify what all the objects are, and they just kind of guess. But they found helmets and um, gem encrusted gold, silver, all kinds of stuff. Um, but 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 I mean, look at the intricacy on this stuff. Man. Glass. Yeah. Listen. You can't tell me that, that civilization wasn't more advanced at one point in time. Show me somebody alive today that can do that by hand. Oh, few, very few and far between. But very I think back then, okay, 500 years ago or longer, um, people were more skilled at things. Absolutely. People, a lot more skilled and educated. Not everybody. Yeah, here's a mystery object. But to mass produce things like this, you know what I'm saying? Like... Like the, I don't, I don't think these were mass produced. That's etched in gold, man. Uh, that's solid gold. Like, and look at the look at the intricacy on that one. Yeah. That highlighted right now. Like that. You're telling me somebody sat there by hand and carved that in gold? Nah. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. It's very intricate. That makes me question it. A gold strip with a biblical inscription. Fascinating. So, this is the kind of stuff they went for, y'all. Um, I'm going to go back. We're going to look at this video. Oh, go ahead. Uh, well, uh, uh, a follower I know just sent me um, about Columbia, that they found two new sea wrecks near, uh, near Columbia full of, Sp uh, full of Spanish gold. No way. And that was in June 10th of 2022. So. Holy... M really? Yeah, hold on. I'll uh, I'll I'll get it sent over in the chat so that we can get this pulled up too. Because I mean that's that's pretty awesome, actually. That's fascinating. Um, so we were talking about demons. I think I think a lot of people make deals with the devil in order to have fame or wealth or success, or maybe it's not deals with the devil itself. The devil is, after all, just one demon, I guess, right? Yeah. Uh, maybe like the head demon, <laughs> I guess some people may say or believe, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, I think a lot of people do meet the devil at the crossroads and make a deal. 
and I think a lot um, I think that's why we see so much evil I think that and you hear people talk about it so this is kind of what this video is about right in a way which, which one is that yeah yeah that's that it's exactly that one yes uh, let me see I gotta make sure I want you to hear this again Sure. Yeah, I was like, wait, which one is he talking about? But yeah, that's, that's definitely... Oh, wait, this is a long video. I don't want to play it. Where's that that's other a long one? one? Yeah, I know you don't want to play the full long This one. one's too long. Don't we have the other video? Uh, I did send you the other video in the chat. Uh-oh. I lost it. This might be it. Yeah, in, that's it. In 1999, an anonymous source secretly filmed Angelina Jolie talking to two close friends. video has recently surfaced. In the video, Angelina Jolie, 23 at the time, describes the ritual she performed earlier that year to join the Order of the Illuminati. The identity of Angelina's friends have been redacted for their safety. It's like I would, I would film things like that, I would encourage like everybody, all different types of sexual, but there is that thing where it's like a lot of people misunderstand me with S&M uh... and they think super and I have to like explain to people how like Angelina is heard describing the gruesome ritual celebrities performed to join the Illuminati and claims it's not the same as S&M consensual sexual torture although it's often compared during the Illuminati ritual you are indeed tied up sodomized and tortured by other members Sick. The pain is often so intense, many participants quit midway through. Yeah, I'm sure that goes over well. We also hear how she's been encouraging other celebrities to perform the ritual as well to, and join the Illuminati, which is what the members are told to do. Heal once you're being or something. It's like it comes from a real, real place of like, you know, as opposed to being accessories or something like that. Angelina explains that satanic objects used in the ceremony aren't just superficial. They truly summon dark spirits that create a real bond between yourself and Satan. Many members also get tattoos during the ritual to sacrifice more blood to Satan. So that's her satanic tattoo. It's like with tattoos and things. Like I've never always gotten them. There's like that time where he's like, oh, I have tattoos. And after a while, I'm like, you can explain them and they can use it. It's just some of the rituals are indeed filmed and given to high-ranking members to watch the tapes will now reveal angelina showed her friends one of the videos which is against the rules The other friend off camera now chimes in and gives details of what he saw in the video. The following content may upset some viewers. A nipple clamp, three toll revolution. One. Oh God. Two. Three. Ouch! You know the twisting of a nipple. Or yeah, three full times. Yeah, there, there, there. Ouch. 
I only saw that one she brought over that night, though. And then it. dripping candle wax on Animal sacrifices are not rare during these rituals, too, as the Illuminati is known as the Brotherhood of the Snake. It comes as no surprise as Angelina admits to sacrificing one. My snake, I tried to I had to start killing. Ah, okay. I'm going to stop it there. Um, wow. Oh, yeah, dude, but you can run it. Like, even that other one that I shared, which I encourage, I guess we'll share it on the Red Pill so you guys can find it there. Yeah. Um, it's Orlando uh, Bloom or Jordan or whatever the guy's name. The, the guy that was in uh, That's So Raven. That that was like a friend. Don't know. The, the the black kid. I don't remember. I, anyway, it's okay. I don't knock it with names. Yeah, he's um uh, he's on there talking about doing like soul swapping and meeting oh, with the devil shit. at the crossroads with Raven Simone, and that's how he like got his fame and all this other stuff, and talks about. If you reach a certain level, you get immortality and shit like that. Like it's 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 pretty twisted. And I mean, like, why do these guys have what? What do these guys really have to lie about? If anything, they start talking about it and they get Isaac Cappied all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. So I mean, be looking if that Orlando fellow goes up missing. <laughs> Man, there's a lot of things that point towards this shit's real. Um. So that's a really interesting video, dude. Um, creepy, very, very creepy. It seems it seems like it seems like not just Holly weird, but definitely all these political type people. Sorry to get political, but all these political type people all seem to be into the same kind of thing. It's okay. Seriously, yeah. yeah. Like I think like, it's a cult it, cult magic, dude occult magic and rituals that come from exactly what we're talking about. People have always believed in this, and I think people still practice. Well, I mean, look, they, they've been trying to tell us for years that magic isn't real and it's make-believe mm-hmm. and that it's all science, yet they're out there practicing magic themselves. Yeah. There's one book recommended uh, in all the research that's Cloud Upon the Sanctuary. Uh, this was recommended to Aleister Crowley in 1896 um, as the book he should read to understand the nature of the interior church. Carl van Eckerstaassen uh, was among the most unusual mystics of his day. He was both a fervent Catholic and a theosophist in the tradition of Jacob Bomey. A convicted, a convinced believer in the interior church that the mystical body of true believers linked by spiritual experience rather than by doctrine, Eckerstrassen sought to broadcast his unique understanding of the way of regeneration in Christ. So, I couldn't. What you can't you you don't do German very angrily like you need to add some oh. more anger when you're speaking German. You got to sound like you're yelling at. I could do it. I could do that. <clears throat> I could do that. Eckerstrassen. <laughs> yeah, Eckerstrassen. You gotta spit. Um, <laughs> this is actually a PDF of it. I'll post it on the social red pill, The Cloud Ooh, yeah. Upon the Sanctuary, if you guys want to check it out. Um, and I'm just going to read the first two paragraphs of letter one, scanned from The Unknown World, number six, volume one, January 15th, 1895, and corrected by hand. There is no age more remarkable to, to the quiet observer than our own. Everywhere there is a fermentation in the minds of men. Everywhere there is a battle between light and darkness, between exploded thought and living ideas, 
between powerless wills and living active force. In short, everywhere is there war between animal man and growing spiritual man. It is said that we live in an age of light, but it would be truer to say that we are living in an age of twilight. Here and there, a luminous ray pierces through the mists of darkness, but does not light the full clearness either our reason or our hearts. Men are not of one mind. Scientists dispute. And where there is discord, truth is not yet apprehended. So, really great couple first paragraphs. Yeah. I have to go through and read this whole thing. It's... um. Not incredibly long, but it's not short either. And look at this image, just fantastic. Uh, a lot of these books have fantastical artwork of just nature and this. There's your all-seeing eye there in the bottom middle. Fascinating stuff. So that's just one book I wanted to mention. Uh, I'm going to skip this article. It's just about um, Egyptian treasures, which... Was I did I did share in the chat that uh, that article about the recent treasure finds as well. Oh, I wonder cool. if there was magic involved in those. We'll look at mm -hmm. that. The ones in, down in Colombia. I wonder if they used magic. Hmm. Colombia finds two new sea wrecks near Spanish galleon full of gold worth seventeen billion dollars. Yeah. Holy crap! <laughs> How many pounds of gold is that? That's the a lot of gold. $17 billion. The 62-gun San Jose was a three-masted galleon and was sunk by the British with 600 people on board. In 1708, in the War of Spanish Succession from 1701 to 1714, it was discovered in 2015 and is laden with gold and valuables now estimated to be around billions of dollars. The Colombian government recently obtained footage that shows high-tech equipment being lowered to the seafloor where a cannon can be seen on the seabed. Apart from this, the other artifacts, including various clay pots, can also be seen strewn on the sand. Oh, they don't have it posted? No, they have pictures yet. And they're finding more vessels. Holy mackerel. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. That's a whole lot of money. Holy crap. Good find. That, 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 that right there is a screen grab. That was a screen grab from the uh, video, I guess, that's out there. Yeah. So it shows coins and kind of the on the bottom of the seafloor, it looks like. Yeah. Yeah, but still, like, to, to find a shipwreck yourself. Man, I wonder what happens to those treasures, if they're able to cash out the on it or what. The Smithsonian and the Vatican come swooping in, Probably, steal it, yeah. lock it away. <laughs> Feed it to the queen so that she gets her, her daily <laughs> dose of gold. Right? <laughs> She's like, I'm still entitled to this. Yeah. Um, I'm going to stop real quick and give a shout out to the good listeners over there, the Red Pill family. Me, Brenda, don't need a diamond. She says, I have missed all my Red Pill family. We miss you too, Brenda. Good to see you. And me, Brenda, gifted a one-month subscription to Annie Bean. Uh, welcome to the family, Annie Bean. You get the emote, uh, Red Pill emote. Congratulations and thank you, me, Brenda. Uh, RPG donated two ice cream. Thank you very much. Enlightened Science, one ice cream. Thank you. Yay, two ice cream. Thank you so much. SSDD69 just followed. Thank you for joining the party. Welcome. Uh, End Time donated an ice cream. Patriotic Pisces donated a diamond. Thank you guys so much. And Black Jester with three ice creams. Thank you guys. We appreciate it. Um, it really means a lot. All the support goes a long way. Um, so thank you very much, everybody. <clears throat> Yeah, so, um, 
onward here. I'm going to just venture forth. Oh. Am I missing anything, Jim Bob? So far, so good. Here's another book. The Magic of the Middle Ages by Victor Reidberg. I don't think I... Oh, wait. I did find the PDF. The Magic of the Middle Ages by Victor Reidberg. Here's the description of what it is. I didn't read this book. But this isn't the one I want to thumb through. The one I want to thumb through is coming up. So you guys just wait for that. It's fascinating. And you I kind of want... You didn't happen to find anything on the real Necronomicon, did you? Uh, I don't. I didn't read anything about necromancy, but there might be a little bit in here. I didn't read I, these last two books. I haven't read the last one. I've thumbed through much of it. I've yeah skimmed it. So, the Magic of the Middle Ages by Victor Rydberg was first published in 1865. Chapters include the cosmic philosophy of the Middle Ages and its historical development, the magic of the church the magic of the learned, and the magic of the people and the struggle of the church against it. A belief in magic is found among all nations. With those of Unitarian views, it was destined to be forced more and more into the background by the growth of speculation and nat natural science. With them, there was also but one form of magic, although those in possession of its secret were considered able to ex exercise it for, useful, for a useful or an injurious purpose alike. Only among nations holding dualistic views do we meet with magic in two forms. With the priests, a white and a black, the former as the good gift of Armuzd, the latter as the evil gift of Ahrimen. Ahrimen. Um, with the Christians of the Middle Ages, a celestial magic and a diabolical. The former a privilege of the church and conferred by God as a weapon to aid in the conquest of Satan the latter an infernal art of the to further unbelief and wickedness and wickedness so that's kind of interesting it talk it's basically i think a big part of it is the church and magic and kind of what happened in the social social aspect of it here's the cover um so do you have something you said that you asked me about um uh, something right before I talked about that. Uh, the Necronomicon. Yeah, necromancy. The necro. What is this? The 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 nec the the. Well, I mean, uh, you probably most people out there would probably be familiar with the Necronomicon from like stories and stuff, and mm -hmm. like I don't know, like different different things like Ash versus Evil Dead and stuff like that. You know, like mm -hmm. books of the dead and stuff like that mm -hmm. that are like made from human skin and stuff like this. Oh like, yeah. There's there's totally magic books out there that are totally supposedly made from human skin. And yes. Like, and like the nec the Necronomicon is actually totally supposed to be one of the, the real version of it. It's supposed to be like one of those books mm -hmm. It's out there somewhere and it's full of like all these different spells and like demon summoning and stuff like that. And it's apparently, not only is it written on like skin, but it's written in blood, like on skin as well. So, I've heard of this. Because this is, there was totally times when people did this. They would yeah. use skin, even if it wasn't the whole book. They would use skin for pages and stuff like that because it yeah. just it dried well enough to be used for something like that. It's just real interesting, Leathery. I guess. And Thin. like, and and but yeah, they're supposed to be filled with different spells and demon demon summoning like there's oh. there's you can you can even go online and buy some of those boxes that apparently have demons like trapped inside of them 
that's probably the dark web. But yeah. yeah maybe. And 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 like, <laughs> people people buy. I've I've seen videos on YouTube oh, where like, people no. have bought them and like like the ghost hunter type people have bought them and intentionally broke the seal on them and like uh, i remember watching one one time where the dude ended up having to like leave his apartment and then go get it exercised before he could even come back because whatever he set free from that demon box was like wreaking havoc in his house and they, they had like cameras and stuff hooked up in the house and you could see things moving around the house and doors slamming and like all kinds of weird stuff just going on and i mean of course you take everything you see with a grain of salt but at the same time you're like did this dude just release a demon in his house like maybe dude that's so creepy that people put those together and sell them and that i would i I you won't see me buying any cursed demon box i tell you that yeah because that's cursed items in general yeah i mean there's stores that sell them oddity stores we have an oddity store here in georgia that totally sells my friend owns like not one everything here. in there is but there is some things that they sell that they warn they, they come with a warning that this item might be cursed buddy of mine owns an oddity store here in seattle okay yeah that's isn't that weird though like why would you want to I... buy a cursed item like I, I think yeah. you'd want to chunk that sucker to the bottom of the ocean or something <laughs> actually he has i asked him one time i was like what's the most cursed shit you have right now He's like, uh, probably those African vessels that they cast demons into. I was like, yeah, I'm not fuck that. <laughs> That's a, a divic, divic box. It just came back to me. It's called a divic box. Oh hell no. And and it's and it's like a it's a box that you know is handmade or whatever. And witches and warlocks would trap demons in them. People yeah. People think it's cool to buy them now. Oh my gosh, I have to look that up. So writing spells with ink and blood or blood by itself is a thing I've read about. I also, I saw in a movie, I don't remember what movie, but some creepy horror flick where somebody's skin was removed and then spells were written all over their skin. And then it was sewed back onto their body after. Oh, I think it was like a, during an autopsy. Oh shoot. What? Vince watched a movie. Yeah. Yeah. It was recommended recently. I watched it like a month ago. Actually. Um, they do that again in the Ash the death, Evil Dead show. The death of somebody, and it's like this really pale chick that comes into a morgue. Yeah. And the father and son, who the son's mentoring, his father, who's a morgue worker or a mortician or whatever, cuts off her skin. They're trying to figure out her cause of death. She's, like, very lively. They can't see what's wrong. And on the inside of her skin, there's written, like, a bunch of spells and shit across all of it. And then they get attacked by demons and shit. There was um, they recently like uh, wrapped up Jane the Doe. Evil Dead series. They wrapped up the Evil Dead series and as uh, a television series a couple of years ago. And one of the things that happened was somebody totally had a, a curse put on them, and all of this demon writing and stuff like appeared on their skin. And oh, they were having hell to, like, no. Read it off of there. Yeah, like it was because he had like touched the book or some shit with his bare skin. So like it's it. I've seen other stuff with that kind of stuff too, like them writing spells into someone's skin, alive or dead. Could you imagine? And just, and just spell stuff in general. I've I've had firsthand experience seeing some of it, and it's it's interesting. Man, I uh, I think I want to kind of jump forward, although I have so much notes, so many notes. Um. 
about this stuff, but I really want to look through this hit book with you, Jim Bob. Um, I do want to do a quick honorable mention to Tumuli. Uh, Tumuli is, uh, or Tumulus slash Tumuli are these mounds that people find that just look like mounds. Yes. And um, a lot of times you find um, bodies in here. You'll find tombs, essentially, and a bunch of buried treasure. And, like, catacombs, or they also call them uh, barrows, or barrows, B-A-R-R-O-W-S. And these are a lot of things that people would look for when they're looking for treasure, are these mounds. And they're all over the world, fascinatingly. Um and this is an article about it. Here's like an example of what it might look like inside these things, each circle representing one of these hills and then these different chambers inside that people would break into and excavate and find treasures in. Just interesting. Um, uh, this is a book, Ars, the Ars Notoria, an ancient magical book to perfect memory and master academia. Very interesting. Um, it has this famous image here. The 10th spirit, Buer, who teaches mo moral and natural philosophy. Um, there's a lot of creepy images and whatnot in these books. So, here is that book. No. This book, Natural Magic. We're going to look at this, dude. This is awesome. So, this is Natural Magic from 1658. Um, London few things corrected in it okay so you guys 1658 this is the 17th century um, let me see here here's the cover uh, let me see how do I just do one page at a time Oop, where's the cover uh, the bottom bear with right me. hand over there might give you the full here we are uh, oh yeah thank you there we go. Here's the cover. That's pretty detailed. Yeah, just wonderful art. You've got mythical creatures. Um, lady with six boobs. More mythical creatures. Just fascinating artwork. Uh, by John Baptist Porta, a Neapolitan. Huh, 16. This says 1658. Yeah. 1658. Okay. All right, we're going to thumb through it. Well, so, just, just to point out, it's very interesting how that six looks. I wonder kind of... Uh... Oh, you got to look at the text of this book, dude. Yeah. But you no, know I'm saying, like, the way that it's just way out of line. Hey, it's the J. Yeah. Sorry, that's that's a whole other thing. I know. Like a whole, dude. But that, hey, it's the J. The J as the one? Uh-huh. This is weird, dude. I'm telling you. Okay, look at the That's rest of this. Oh, oh, That's something. Right, That's something. All right, all right. You gotta. I sent you the link for this, Jim Bob. You might read this whole damn thing. Um, Twenty books. So this is all in this one book, I believe. Yeah. Uh, I believe. Yes. So in this book is these are basically the chapters. Number one of the um, causes of wonderful things. So that's an S. Yes. Of the generation of animals, of the production of new plants, of the uh, increasing household stuff, 
of changing metals, alchemy, of counterfeiting gold. Also alchemy. <laughs> Fake alchemy. <laughs> of wonders of the lodestone. Of strange cures. Of beautifying women. Of distillation. Of perfuming. Of artificial fires. Of tempering steel. Of cookery. Of fishing, fowling, hunting, etc. Of invite of invisible writing. Of strange glasses. Of static experiments. Of pneumatic experiments. And of the chaos. So, this is a book about magic. Natural magic. And when people hear magic, I think they're like, oh, get out of here with your wand and your spell casting and all this. But no. When people talk about magic back in these days, a lot of it is simply like cookery. How to make shit taste good is yeah. magic, okay? Yeah. They're talking about nature a lot of times and science. Um, okay. Hey, hey, what, like, go back. I know it's just kind of a blank page, but I'm curious. Somebody drew, uh, some stuff. Yeah. 1904. And you can see, like, page transfer. Yeah. You can tell that's an old book. Oh, yeah. So must, somebody must have gifted this in 1904? Yeah. Maybe they were Jewish? Possibly. Star of David with a B inside. Huh. The preface to the reader. Um, for this work made by me in my youth when I was hardly 15 years old was um, so generally received and with... Uh, what is that again? So, so great applause, applause that it was for... Uh, forth with translated into many languages Italian, French, Spanish, Arabic, etc. Amazing. He was 15 when he wrote this. Wow. A teenager. Wow. I'm telling you, people were. He already knew so much. People were smarter back then. Yep. And look at just how this is typed out and the lettering. Isn't it odd? My house, an academy of curious men, blah, 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 blah. Just interesting. I kind of want to go through. I'm not going to read all this. I want to just go through. Um, yeah. The preface, preface, natural magic. Yeah, dude, we're gonna go through some of it. So, here's the start. Wherein are uh, wherein are searched out of the causes of things which produce wonderful effects. Um, what is nature of magic? Okay. Um, the the instruction of a magician and what manner of a magician ought to be. Okay, so they just talk about magicians okay they go on for pages on that um chapter five the diver uh that divers operations of nature proceed from the affintial forms of things essential oh yeah essential thank you i that looks like an f i know it does it keeps looking like an f i s yeah i think it reads like an s it is yes you're absolutely right uh, whence the form cometh, and of the chain that Homer feigned, and the rings that Plato mentioneth. mentioneth. Okay, so it gets into Homer and Plato, philosophy, uh, chapter 7, of sympathy and antipathy, and that by them we may know, we may know and find out the... I don't know what that is. Uh, 
the something. E-R-I, and I don't know what that, what that, what that is. Okay, that's okay. An N or an X. That's yeah. not one I wanted to read. Uh, it gets good, it gets good. We're going to keep going forward here. Chapter 8. The things that receive their force and power from heaven and from the stars, and that thereby many things are wrought. Okay. It gets better and better and better. Of the causes of wonderful things, there is that hath in it a little cloud that turns about like a sun, sometimes hiding and sometimes showing itself. Uh, how to attract and draw forth the virtues of superior bodies. Of the causes of wonderful things, chapter 10. How the knowledge of uh, secrecies dependeth upon the survey and viewing of the whole world. All right, let's keep going here. This gets good. I want to look at some of the details in the back of this. Okay, we need to hurry up. Um, I should have put the pages down. I think 33 was a page I wanted. Some of the stuff in here, dude, blew my freaking mind. Um, I should have put notes. That compounds work more forcibly, and how to compound and mix those simples which, which we would use in our mixtures. How to find out how to find out the weight of a mixture. A lot of this is very technical scientific stuff, but a lot of it's incorrect or at least like suspicious. Um, showing how living creatures of uh, diverse kinds may be mingled and coupled together that from them new and yet profitable kinds of living creatures may be generated. So breeding animals. The first chapter tr treateth of putrefaction. Putrefaction. Because that one's got a cross in it, so if it's one open up. Yeah. And of strange manner and producing living creatures. Uh, okay. Let me get into this next chapter. Main chapter. Uh, it's all it's only it's only four hundred and nine pages. That shouldn't take too long to read. Like no, it's not that like bad. Outside of here, the hardest part. Like outside of here. Yeah. The hardest part is just stumbling through the weird writing. Um, sure. Generation of animals, natural magic. No. Oh. Generated of a lion. Uh, dog called Krakuda. The dog and the wolf. Different dogs. Different types of dogs. Amazing. Um, dogs that will do tricks and feats, just different breeds. Yeah. How to amend the defects and lacks that are in dogs. Okay, cool. So this is all raising dogs. Amazing. Um, oh. How to mingle the sheep and goats together. Oh. There's good tips in here. Well, let's read it. If we would be, if we would better any qualities in a ram, we must affect it by coupling them with wild beasts, such such as are not much unlike either in quality or in kind <laughs> there is a beast called so they're like put it with things oh. that are similar yeah um there are beliefs called mus mus not much unlike to sheep which have goats hair but in other parts sheep the young ones which are gendered of them coupling with sheep are called by the antients umbri 
Strabo calls them Massimones. Hmm. Huh. Okay. Alright, alright. Uh... Alright, let's get Quite past the there. animals. Yeah. Quite a bit there, though. Like, you can a probably... lot on animals. Oh, come on. Yeah. Oh, you're getting faster than the that wants to load. Yeah. Son of a bitch. Let me go to my double page situation here. Page. Is it not going to want to load for me now? Come on. No, it's being oh. it Maybe it's it full screen. It don't want to share those, those few pages. No, it does. I went through this whole book already. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's trying... Maybe it don't want to share it on live. Maybe there's, maybe there's secrets on no. there. No. No. Come on. It would... I'm encouraging people to go read the book. <laughs> oh, oh! I think people are going to check this out. There's a lot of good stuff. I'm trying to just tell them what's in here. Here we go. Uh, how we may procure either males or females to be generated. So how to affect the gender of breeding. Very interesting and practical. How to make a bird sociable and familiar with you. Uh, which delivereth certain precepts of husbandry and showeth how to intermingle fungi, sundry kinds of plants and how to produce new kinds. A lot so, of plant information in here as well and different... So, yeah, go ahead. So like crossbreeding plants basically to try to improve them. Yeah. Yeah. How to generate different types of plants. How ivy doth grow. Information on all different types of species of plants and tips and tricks on how to grow them. Just a teenager writing things they know. Of the production right. of new plants. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's skip through here. Natural magic, production of new plants. Natural magic, production of new 15 plants. 15 already wrote a book. Yeah, I'm uh, going through fast here. I'm looking for the next title page. Alright. I mean, that's pretty awesome, actually. Yeah, here we go. How to produce fruit that shall not have any stone or kernel in it. And what the, I read some of this. What they do is they fuck with the roots. A peach apple without a stone. A meddler without any flat any stones. A citron shall grow without any feed in it. A grape without a stone in it. Pomegranates and cherries without any stones. Seeds. A peach without a stone. So amazing. Um, a myrtle without a, a kernel. How fruit oh. may be produced without any outward rinds or shells. A nut without a shell. Almonds and chestnuts with a soft shell. Wow. Isn't this trippy, dude? If you would soften and alter the fruit, we must apply the root with swin's dung for this is a very swine? forcible worker huh is it, are, are, i wonder if they're meaning swine in, in their time they oh yeah swine. pig pig swine shit dung? yeah pig. interesting likewise often digging will cause both the plants to prosper better and the fruit to become better also for the kernels will be smaller if such fruit is uh at if such fruit as have any stones in them and such fruit as grows in shells or rinds as almonds and chestnuts will have the softer shell without and the larger kernel within for the greater store of nourishment there is applied to the tree 
the moist the moister it is and the substance of the fruit is so much more and, and, and much the, the and more increased what's neat is that he's doing this like some you know naturally like with magic i guess you would say compared to how you know we've got people nowadays doing it with like chemicals genetics. and genetics you know like, yep i mean i guess in a sense it's the same thing but it's not it's not at the same time like it because you're, you're kind of messing with the genetics doing that but you're not you're doing it more naturally yeah and more tied back to earth and that's a whole different and you know a whole different bearing white mulberries if it be yeah white mulberries if it be in graft into a white poplar tree for this will alter the color of the fruit but um palladius palladi palladium proceed uh, procures this effect by another means not by engrafting the mulberry into white poplar but into the fig tree and this also will alter their color and cause Wow, so grafting it with other plants. Well, apples yeah, grow awesome. red to procure red pomegranates, make your apples red. Any stone fruit can be grafted with another stone fruit. Interesting. Like you can you can you can graft the branches of a pear tree onto an apple tree and produce both fruits. What? And the same with a nectarine and a peach, and produce both fruits. Okay, this is cool. A peach may grow with any writing upon it. Whoa! The Greeks affirm that a peach may be made and made to grow with a writing upon it if you take out the stone and bury it in the earth for seven days, and then when it begins to open, pluck out the kernel and write in it what you will, with vermilion with vermilion juice. Then bind up the kernel into the stone again, and let and set it into the ground, and you shall have growing a written fruit. Now, as the sun doth color the herbs, as it may well come at, as we have showed. So, by keeping the force of the sun away from them, we may whiten them. For so, that's pretty cool. That's a cool experiment. Lettuce to be made white, artichoke made white, beets become whiter than ordinary. White asparagus, or no, white sparage, sorry. How to color flowers may also change. How to change colors of flowers. Lilies to be red. To produce white ivy. Oh, this is fascinating shit. This is. Um, I thought you'd like this. You know, I was like, oh my god, we could do a whole show on this damn book. Probably three shows. Okay. I gotta move forward. Um, because it just, it get, like I said, it gets better and better. No, this is neat. Like, this has got a lot of. On top of it, I bet it's like lost information. Like, oh. I bet at one point in time that people, more people commonly knew this stuff. Obviously, they did if a 15 year old was writing a book about it. <laughs> Artichokes that aren't spiny. All kinds of good tips. Producing different herbs, onions. Okay, onions. going on. Production of new plants. And this is, Nate's like, I need this book. <laughs> it's online, PDF. I'll put it in the, I'll put it on the app. Uh, I want to get to the other chapters. Um, which teach things belonging to housekeeping and how to prepare domestic uh, necessaries with a small cough and how to keep them when they are procured. Preserving fruits and this kind of thing. 
there's a there's a professor that you can look up. Okay. Um, his name is Sam Van Aken. Sam Van and Aken. He, and he created a stone fruit tree that oh. produces forty types of fruit. Oh, I I did look this up. You sent this to me. I Man. thought I've talked about it before. Yeah, amazing. I appreciate it, Luis. <laughs> what do you say? Hi, Luis. Um, all right, I'm trying to get to the next chapter here. This thing blows my mind. I might. I'm gonna read this whole thing. I, I wish I, I had a physical like, I'm, book. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you found the PDF of it, though, because I mean, shoot, I can, I can send it to the printer and sit here and read it at the house. Yeah, actually, that's a good idea. I might have to do that. I try to do the, like that's that's a route that I've found to go if you can, if you can find that route. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, digital books are cool, but it's still a whole lot more fun to go sit in the shade outside. And yeah, I hate staring days. at a screen. Yeah. So. With, which treateth of alchemy, metals may be altered and transformed into another. Um, moving on. Okay, I'm just gonna. Um, go back to the front because there's so much more. We've not even gone halfway through this, but yeah, no. I could remember just based on the. Uh, table of contents here it's hilarious dude so we got to the changing of metals so actually yeah. we were only one fourth of the way through so oh. counterfeiting gold okay the wonders of the lodestone that one's weird i don't know what a lodestone is so i tried reading some of that i didn't get it strange cures so there's medicine <laughs> this one chapter nine of beautifying women cracked me up he has recipes for like how to make your woman's hair red how to make your woman's hair blonde and like how to get rid of the odor in the armpit and like just like hilarious shit dude i was laughing and i was like That's wild. I, was, I was laughing yeah it's super interesting so all the way back then they were dying women's hair red and it was like holy crap how'd she dye her hair red it's like well i'm just magic and it was like ingredients from africa and stuff to do so which which burner the <laughs> yeah. steak, which <laughs> Of strange cures, beautifying women, distillation. In in the distillation chapter, he talks yes. about how to make uh, saltwater potable in I think like three or four different methods. One of them, he's like, you just boil it, let it cool down, boil it, let it cool down, boil it, let it cool down, and he's like, it's a little bit sweet, but it's totally drinkable. And I was like, that doesn't sound right, but okay. And then distilling different things and whatnot. Yeah. Interesting. Um, I think distilling is an important, an important. Science. I mean, it's not really lost anymore, but it's an important science people should learn. Oh yeah, he even talks about creating water out of thin air. Yeah, because and, that's plausible. And well, in, water in the air. In this book, from what the 17th century, he's yeah. like, we all know that water, um, like, we all know that when the sun shines on the earth and the water evaporates. I don't think he said evaporates, but goes into the air that yeah. it recondenses in the atmosphere when it cools down and drops as water. By utilizing natural processes of this, you can create water out of th thin air to drink. Yeah. They literally a, write this in this book from back then. There's, there's, well, and there's also um, some houses I've been I've been seeing that are being like experimented with that people are using technology just like that to extract water from the air. Yeah, well, I mean, humidifiers do it, right? To, to turn it to turn into drinkable water and stuff for your house. So. Oh man, actually, I think we need to do our closing statements here, though. I got a lot to do. I'm moving right now and whatnot, but okay, what a man. great friggin' what a great topic, dude! I I'll think send this is fun. 
I'll have to send you all this book, and uh, I'm sure we could go on for another hour or two. It's just random information, not magic. That's the, one of the points here um, that RM points out, is people, I think, misconstrue what magic is. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Big time. So uh, this is a really cool book. I want to print it out because if the power goes out, it would be a good read and a good info. Um, yes. Check it out. And, dude, let me know what you find in there because, or if you're going to try anything out because I know you have a lot of things over there. Uh, I'm going to be going through there and be like, oh, wait, we already do this. <laughs> right, probably, maybe. So um, where can people find you, Jim Bob? And thank you, you for know joining that, me. Of course, you can always find me at unconstitutionalawakening.com. Um, I'm over there on Rumble and Odyssey and BitChute and Brighteon under Unconstitutional Awakening as well. Like, that's where you can visually see us. And he has a lot of podcasting, a lot We're of on uh, all episodes. The, uh... Yeah, yeah, we're... Um... I uploaded episodes. I'm uploading episode 64, like as we speak. That'll be up after this will be up, so that'll be up tonight. And then um, uh, episode 65 will already be up for tomorrow. They kind of walk hand in hand. It's just weird okay. how they're two separate episodes, but they kind of deal in a lot of the same subject. So, and we're all over the place. Like, literally, you never know what the episode's going to be about until we get there. It's fun stuff, though. If you guys like this, you'll like that. Please subscribe to Unconstitutional Awakening. Support Jim Bob and all the stuff. I hope you guys enjoyed that. I wish we had a little more time. Maybe we'll revisit this book after I take notes and um, bookmark everything. This is homework for everybody out there in Red Pill TV world. Like y'all, such a fascinating thing. Take it easy, everybody. Thank you, Summer. Um, I think I'll be on late tonight in the Red Pill Project socialredpill.com. Uh, Zoom room. If anyone's on up late, I'll jump in there maybe in three hours or four hours. You could. Uh, I'll, I'll send out a message when I do. Thank you everybody for tuning in. Please subscribe if you haven't. We're going to be live again Monday morning with Morning Coffee to talk about the news. And the Daily Dose will be live at 5.30 p.m. Monday through Thursday to talk about the news as well with Joshua Reed. Tune into those if you care about the geopolitical, financial, World War III, communism coming to America, and all of the news happening around the world. Uh, tune into those shows. And um, we'll catch you all next time. Thank you. Take care.